the Big Money Podcast. It's your window into outlier stocks and what really moves markets. Don't follow the news. Follow the Big Money. It is the Big Money Podcast. I am Lucas Downey. I'm with my best friend in the whole wide world, Jason Bodner. How you doing? We are the co-founders of Map Signals, and we follow the big money. So there's a lot of people who focus on fundamental analysis, technical analysis. We've spent our whole career at Map Signals trying to decipher what the big money is doing because Jason and I spent years on Wall Street trading desks handling massive order flows, and that's people going in and out of stocks. And so that's why we're qualified to talk about the big money. And so this is going to be a great episode, Jason, because you were the big money. I was the big, I I've always wondered if we <laughs> could get tattoos that say big money on the chest. So, but, but I think in this blog post, Jason, last time we spoke, it was two weeks ago and we talked yeah. about the big money index, which is by far our most popular index out there that it was signaling red. And then yeah. lo and behold, last week, you know, things were getting crazy. Um, this week, things are getting crazy. Crypto's crashing. So rewind the tape a little bit. Why do you think that the big money index was signaling red? Like, what was it saying to us? Because clearly it was right about something. The timing was almost perfect, I want to say. Yeah, well, you know, when we were looking at the big money index and I don't, I don't know if I can, if you can share it, you can go over it, but people yeah. can log in and see our big money index in real time. It's really cool. It updates every day. You can mouse over and see where it's going. A couple of weeks ago, it just almost kissed overbought, right? And then it started to fall and it yep. was deteriorating. We saw buying slowing and we saw selling picking up. And what does that mean? That just meant the buyers were exhausted. They needed a break and selling came to town. It started to show up and we gave that heads up saying, hey, big money index is deteriorating. Looks to me like we're about to see some volatility, some lower prices, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, look, I just think that it's really cool how, you know, this thing can be deadly accurate and people write in all the time and talk about just how great the big money index is. And I'm going to pull it up on the screen real quick. Um, we have computers. We have computers. And look, you know, here's where we were. And so for people that are um, listening in, they're not watching the video of our pretty faces. I'm hovering over uh, the big money index. This is on our website. Uh, the blue line is the big money index. And so we were saying that it was signaling red right about here. Um, this is May 5th, because I remember we published the uh, our last podcast on May 6th. So uh, we were looking at data here and almost went overbought. But the quality of the buying and the selling just wasn't there. And so that's why it was flashing red. And as you can see, this thing went straight down. So it effectively went to almost, it was from 80% down to about 69%. And then uh, the last two days, uh, there's been a little bit of um, 
stabilization. Little yeah, a little let, bit of a pop. Let's just characterize what this is for those unindoctrinated, right? The big money index takes up, it, it takes all of our big money buys and sells when, when those big massive accounts, you know, we're talking pension funds, hedge funds, institutions, ETFs, all these people that manage truckloads of money. Big money. When they pile into stocks in a big way or ETFs, or out of stocks or ETFs in a big way, it makes a signal for us, right? Yep. So we grab up all those buy and sell signals over 25 days and we create a ratio in terms of buying. All that means when Luke said we went from nearly 80% to 69%, it just meant 80% of all of our signals were buys and that dropped to 69% of all of our signals were buys over the past 25 days. So it gives us a smoothing effect to sort of, it's kind of like surfing the market, you know, kind of slowing it down for you. That's what the big money index does. It, it allows us to see because it's been kind of chop city recently, but rarely does it just turn on a dime until it's at those extreme levels, like extremely oversold. And you and I are looking at time to get our buy tickets out and strap on those helmets, right? Yeah, look, I mean, and I'm sharing the screen. And that was again. March of last year. You can't can't see it in this chart, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So this is only basically a year. But it, you know what we're trying to do, what Jason and I are trying to do at Map Signals, we are trying to think of where the data is going, not where it's at today. And that is what a lot of the big money accounts out there used to talk to us. You know, I remember right. having these conversations. They just wanted to talk about where it's going, right? It's not not where we are. And so the quality of the, the rise in the BMI two weeks ago, it just wasn't there. And so I have another chart up on my screen. So if you're not able to see this, if you're not watching our YouTube video, um, these are the daily ETF buys and sell signals. And I'm telling you, this is super cool because you can see uh, that Friday was a huge, big ETF buy day. This is Friday the uh, the sixth, May May sixth, May seventh, so May seventh. Yeah. I remember oh, looking and talking to you and saying something about this is extreme, okay? And it lined up with that flashing red signal because you can look on this chart. Anytime we've had these big, you know, buy days in ETFs, they tend to be not always mark near-term tops in the market. So you see one, uh, a few that happened here um, in early January of 2021. You can see the market fell. You had another one here in November. The market was choppy. So I mean, at, at the bare minimum, um, it's chop city. Here's one that the market actually was a peak. This is back in September 1st, looks like, of 2020. And then it also happened again right here in June of 2020. So again, this usually prefaces exuberance, um, just people that are late to the party, uh, your last buyers, the last people in, they're usually the first people out. And then what do you see right after that? You start to see some red. Uh, I'll zoom in a little bit here. Yeah, uh, you can say, see don't the selling. Forget the red yeah. usually coincides with troughs. Yeah, and the and the red is is usually trough. So, so you know. back to your point, you know, my favorite athlete, Wayne Gretzky. What did he say? He said, 
skate to where the puck is going, not to where it's been. So when you say we're looking for where big money's going, yep, not where it's been. Yes, we need to see where it's been. But by knowing where it's been, we can guess where it's going. So that, that's exactly what you're saying. All of a sudden, that big money index starting to deteriorate from 79.6 to 78 to 77. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, we're going to expect lower prices. That's what we were out there telling people. And, you know, to your point with ETFs, hey, we got massive buying yeah. at a nearly overbought level might expect lower prices just based on what we've seen for the past 30 years. So listen, it, it made a lot of sense. And, you know, I think now is a great time. So now that we've kind of described the big money index and, and what it's trying to do and how it smooths out the data, right? Yeah. You know, let's look at what has happened today. And so by the way, it's May 19th. Crypto crashed this morning. It looks like it's starting to rally a little bit here. Stocks were down, but there has been a little bit of an undercurrent of buying in high quality growth stocks. And so I say that, you know, I got to be careful. I'm not saying that, you know, everything's going to the moon, but what I will say, and we own a lot of these stocks, high quality stocks, they're not going down like they used to. And I think that's because many of them are well off of their all-time highs, 52-week yeah. highs. You know, there's only so far these high quality stocks are going to go, is my impression. So what are your thoughts there in terms of, you know, our bases being formed? Is a bottoming process looking to be there for certain pockets of stocks? Yeah. So it's really cool because over the weekend, you know, we just described those big money buys and sells, right? Well, you also get big money moving in and out of stocks that don't make signals. It's just showing, hey, there's a lot of volume. Something weird is going through here. So make a long story short, over the weekend, I looked at all the signals we were getting from the prior week, and I tried to isolate out stocks that were seeing money inflows without making a buy signal yet, because to get a buy signal, it's got to be really at the top end of the range. And lo and behold, what did I see? I found 25% of the stocks that saw money moving into them without yeah. making a buy signal were growth stocks, stocks that had you know, superior three-year sales and earnings growth and profit margins. These are all the stocks that have been pounded since March. Yep. So in a week where indexes were lower and stock prices were lower as a whole, we saw some inflows into those growth stocks. So that's that sort of sneaky buying that you were talking about, those little green shoots, like where's the money actually moving into? Oh, it's into an area that's been hated. And why, yep. you know, that's interesting. Got a chart up on my screen to kind of like I'm yep. going to narrate a little bit about what you're talking about, because, um, you know, if, if it's not making a buy signal, it might be some short covering, right? You know, these are guys and girls that are exactly. already short. They're saying, wait, a lot of these growth stocks, they've come down so much, you know, maybe I'll just cover it a little bit. And, uh, and that's what you can see in this data. And so this chart that I have on my screen here, 
These are the daily buys and sells for stocks. Okay, so 25 days of this is going to make the big money index. That's right, yeah. So I'm zooming in here just so everybody can see a little bit and we're gonna have this all on the website uh, soon, hopefully in the next month or two, but you see a lot of that red. Mm -hmm. But going into Friday, we start to see little bits of green and, and even yesterday, even yesterday when, you know, the markets were a little soft, it wasn't like, you know, a death march for, mm -hmm. for stocks. So, well, certain stocks, that's right. So Are you if, able to show us the, the, uh, the big money signals, the Amber bars? Do you have that up or no? I don't think so. Okay. No problem. No problem. But, but basically, you know, let me share that ag again for a second. But ultimately, if there is stabilization in what's getting sold, and what do we know that's been getting sold? It's going to be the tech stocks, right? Well, if they grow in, yeah. in growth, and we're looking today, I'm looking at the NASDAQ, and it's already rallied from lows. I think it was flat. So, I mean, there's a lot of trading that's going on. That leads me to believe that there could be a big bounce. And I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to the moon. But for a lot of these high quality names, um, you know, companies that make great earnings, revenue growth, all of that, regardless of inflation fears, I think a lot of the selling is probably overdone or at least most of the way done. So, and the data kind of confirms that too. Yeah. And, and I agree. You know, when we went over it over the weekend, there's tax fears and a real quick answer to that is. I think Biden's bringing a lot to the table, prepared to walk away with little. It's going to be tough to win the midterm elections, even if you're attacking rich old ladies and trying to take their <laughs> dividend income and tax it. Even still, that's going to be tough. Uh, there's the high PE multiple fear. Um, you know, we were looking at three times the 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 100 year median of 15 stocks trading at like 42 with yep. a trailing pe but the forward pe was actually 21 and that's before prices fell and before earnings are rising so you know price over earnings earnings are going up pe's are coming down so that took care of that fear and then you got you know the this growth tech reopen is going to take over everything but that whole factor rotation to your point it's just gotten to these extreme levels where that rubber band's got to sort of snap back a little and i think that's what we're seeing with that sneaky buying of growth and tech last week and it wouldn't surprise me if we saw it more this week too and i'll, I'll do the same study to follow up but you know i know how we're positioned on our own portfolios and we have a lot of this growth stuck in there has has been pain, but there's also been a little bit of relief this last week, and it got to levels where, what are you telling me? Yeah, kind of hard not to buy down here, right? Because it gets so distorted. And, you know, if I could share my screen for a moment, um, I don't know. I don't know if I can. Yeah, share screen. Um, no, you disabled it. But basically, it was, it was like the... Um, are big money charts when you see big money buying over, you know, 20, 30 years. I'll make it really easy. You could get a growth stock like a, 
of Facebook, for example, we all know it went parabolic and then it had that moment where everybody thought, oh, it's over, you know, whatever the reason, lawsuits, earnings miss, whatever, the stock comes down 25% and then lo and behold, you look three years later, the stock's up another 150%. That's, that's kind of growth. That's what happens. It, it's a more bumpy ride. It's, it's volatile, but in the long run, yeah. you know, I just don't think growth is over. Right now, Wall Street doesn't love it. That doesn't mean it's over. You know, yeah. they think it got overheated. They wanted to put it back in its place. They did. Now we're starting to see little nibbles, little gold, goldfish nibbles, little minnow nibbles, and it might continue. Um, but if I'm going to bet on stocks with my own money, it's going to be those outliers, those companies that are growing sales, growing earnings, making big profits, moats around their business, doing something unique and special. And I just want to add, you know, Warren Buffett said it best. Price is what you pay. Value is what you get. So amen, brother. You may think it's expensive. I may think it's cheap because you may be thinking for two weeks from now. And I'm thinking 15 years from now, everything's relative. So yeah, uh, yeah. I know I went off on a so, there. So I think the bottom line, if we could sum up what is the data saying now, right? Because that's the the million dollar question. And I think ultimately, I think growth stocks, quality stocks are going to bounce in the near term. So it might not be today, might not be tomorrow, but over the next week or two, um, I think the, the big money index is probably going to hang around the 70% level until we get some conviction of buying that starts to happen in the data. And of course, if we don't, you know, we could, we could fall a little bit. I think some of the dividend stocks are probably extended. You know, I know that a lot of those names like the S&P 500 really hasn't pulled back that much. I think going into today, it was down what, 250 basis points on, you know, year to date, something like that, or no, from all time highs. Um, so that's big. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a big pullback, right? Um, but that that's that's where I'm at. So as far as it signaling red, sure, I think that was two weeks ago. For now, I think you know we're probably waving one of those white flags until we get some type of um, some type of movement. Either way, um, but well, also a lot of that data has to roll off. Remember what we said? It's um, it's 25 days. So a lot of that volatility that's working its way through the system, don't forget, you know, five weeks ago, there might've been extreme selling on some of these growth names. So everything shifts down. And as time rolls off, the whole landscape changes a little bit too. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see how our data unfolds because for you need those prior highs that were so high roll off in time and then they start to come down and it becomes easier to pierce that level. So I would anticipate, you know, maybe late summer, even early fall, depending on how long this chop continues, we're going to start seeing some, some buy signals in some of those outliers again. Oh, definitely. And I think this is a great time to transition and I've got the perfect outlier for today's podcast. Uh, which is sponsored by Juice Busters. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> we're just talking about juicy stocks. And this is a great one that we have owned for years in managed accounts 
we still do. Um, it's one of my largest positions in my personal accounts as well. And it is tied to crypto. So we're going to get some crypto bugs that are going to be excited about this. And it is da, 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 PayPal Holdings Incorporated. I've heard of it. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal company. They just print money. And, you know, last I saw, even with crypto, Bitcoin, everything was down. I think the stock even rallied a little bit. So um, if you're looking for something that tends to be a little bit less volatile than crypto, but also, you know, is going to translate uh, into gains as long as crypto continues to, you know, gain more and more traction, PayPal could be the play. So over here on the left, that's just a one-year chart looking at only the technical big money signals. And it's just been buys. There haven't been any sales in PayPal. And more importantly, if we take it back to 2015 and we just look at how many times PayPal has been a top 20 stock. And that means this was the top stock for the week. That means it had great fundamentals. It had great technicals. There appeared to be buying under the surface and you can see very clearly that stairway to heaven. I mean, um, that chart excites me. That is- Look at that. It's beautiful. The stock is up 513% since September 20th, 2016. It's been on there 45 times. Like, yep. hey, look at that right above it. Performance since last signal down 20%. Do you want to sell that or buy that? <laughs> I want to buy it. You look at it over here, right? You got this little bitty, you know, pullback here. And listen, that's the thing. It all comes down to timing, man. You know, people are worried about what's the market doing today or tomorrow. You stretch that thing out over years and you focus on a great outlier company, you know, down 20% looks like an opportunity to uh, people on the sidelines, at least from my vantage point. So great company. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Does it all digital payments. It's in your wallet, owns Venmo, crypto, the whole nine yards. It prints money, you know, outlier, right? I that, mean, that, that is it. <laughs> that is juice. it. That's what we want. We want juice stocks. There are plenty of them out there and they don't get stressed if you've been buying some outlier stocks and all of a sudden they're under pressure because of this tech unwind and rotation into real world economy and don't listen to all the pundits you know you gotta go where companies you're buying pieces of businesses and these businesses that fire on all cylinders you know i don't if i want to buy a story i'll buy a book at barnes and noble if i want to buy a business i'm going to buy an outlier stock so wow yeah you like that right put that on the whiteboard i, I just came wow. up with that Listen, Amazing. There you, go. there you go. Well, listen, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. And, and that's what we're trying to do with this podcast. So, you know, we're finding these outliers through this big money process. It's super unique. It's super cool. We got to see it, you know, front, you know, front, front stage, front seats, front row, front row to the Wall Street trading. So yeah, front something. I, I need more coffee. But I mean, look, <laughs> The process works over the long term. And so, you know, if people can just start getting into that investing mindset, when you see sell-offs and the world is coming to an end for the market, oftentimes there's opportunity in there if you know where to look. That's it. Always spot the opportunity. And if you're 
you know, committed to owning outliers, the best of the best, the 4% of stocks that account for 100% of the gains over treasuries in the past 100 years, Hundo. then, you know, sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. It may be bumpy every now and then. Happens, yeah. right? So anyhow. This one was, this was good. Fun. Got to the point. I love it. So we will uh, we will keep going, and then hopefully by the next time we do this podcast, we have some more interactive charts to oh, share. So we're working on it. We're working on getting lots of functionality and fun stuff to play with toys. Fun toys. Toy. We like. All right. Toys. Well, with have that, a good one. I will talk to you soon. Hey, hasta la vista. Don't follow the news. Follow, follow the, big, the money. big money. All right. See you, my man. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember, this broadcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Investments can carry substantial risks. Before you make a financial decision, you should first consult your financial advisor.